Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet, even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. We want to thank you once again for joining us on this podcast, as you do every week. We really appreciate it, and we are thankful that you share with family and friends and encourage them to do the same as we try to stand to bring truth and common sense back to America to get America back on the right path. And the journey we've been on the last couple podcasts is we're talking about freedom. And as I mentioned two podcasts ago, we believe it all started with those words from Moses to Pharaoh in Egypt when he said, let my people go. And then after the plagues, Israel was released from bondage in Egypt. They received the covenant with God at Mount Sinai. They received the rules and laws that they would live by as a nation that would separate them from any other nation in the world at that time. It would separate the one and true God from all the other gods that existed at that time. They were special. They were unique. And then through that nation, God brought us his son, a savior into the world, Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. You may believe that. You may not. That's your choice. That's your responsibility. And in the end, it's your culpability. But what we're talking about is that covenant that was formed that they lived by. Well, eventually, over time, after Israel went into the promised land, they began to break that covenant. After King David and his son Solomon, then there was a split in the kingdom between the north and the south, Jeroboam in the north and Rehoboam in the south. And then the northern kingdom went into great apostasy and disregarding God and that covenant. And eventually the Syrians came in 726 and took them away captive. And then they also infiltrated their land with other Assyrians to pollute the Jewish race. Later on down in history in the 500s, the tribes of Judah and Benjamin that were the southern kingdom, they too uh, had turned from God and his covenant. And eventually the Babylonians came and hauled them off into captivity. And then after uh, many years in captivity, they were able to come back into the land. And we've talked about all this history in a podcast uh, uh, during the last year, but I'm just refreshing your mind about God and the covenant he made with his people. And because of that covenant, many other nations have formed covenants or laws based on the things that we found in those first five books of the Bible. We talked about the Mayflower Compact and the agreement they made ever before they set foot on the continent. We talked about the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution, all built on those precepts and principles found in God's holy word, the Bible. There were Christians that were involved. There were atheists that were involved. But all of them together knew that we had to have a system an umbrella to hold us together as a nation so that we could live as a moral, just, and free society. And that was the covenant we had, not with God, but with each other as a nation. The Constitution, the abiding law that was the umbrella, the penumbra over the land. But even so, even so that we were built on those principles, they never forced anyone to believe in Jesus Christ. They never forced anyone in any particular religion. In fact, 
they wanted you to have the freedom of religion and that the state or the government could not make or require a religion. It's your freedom. But Cliff, we made that compact. We made that covenant in America. But we've seen since that time that it has been destroyed. And this nation is going down the wrong path. And even the two-party system we have now, uh, mainly the Democrats and the Republicans, we can see the destruction that has been brought into one party being prostituted for votes, money, power, and control. It is no longer the Democrat Party. In fact, it has been so polluted with so many corrupt ideas and so many things that are against the very fabric that this nation was built upon that I can say that we can really call it the Marxist Democrat Party because it resembles nothing of the original Democrat Party. And when we talk about that and those things that have happened, and even the Republican Party is not pristine. There's so much fraud and corruption in that party. But in all these things we're looking at, we have gone down this trail where we've left that covenant, we've left that umbrella, and now we are seeing the conflict and we are seeing the chaos it is bringing. And especially a government that has more or less weaponized itself against us by using the government, by using the courts, and by separating the people with almost a two-tiered type justice system in America today. Cliff, your thoughts. So, yes, we, uh, we've created, or not us per se, but at least uh, some people have created this two-tiered justice system. And uh, a two-tiered justice system uh, undermines confidence in the, uh, in the federal government, uh, undermines confidence in the Constitution. I mean, the, the covenant here that we're most concerned about, obviously, is the Constitution and the things that it says. And, and, and keep in mind that the Constitution largely is, you know, we're setting up this government. These are going to be what their boundaries are. That's what the intention of the Constitution was. We're setting up the federal government, and these are their boundaries. And, of course, we added the Ten Amendments on almost immediately because those were intended to put more boundaries on uh, government, the federal government, not on people at all. There was no restrictions on people in any of the first 10 amendments. So, you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, we had that covenant. And one of those covenants or one of the implications of the Constitution is that we were going to have the rule of law and not the rule of man. And obviously the rule of law means that, you know, justice is going to be blind. We're going to have reasonable, rational, uh, stable laws. Um, they're not going to be changed frequently, like daily, uh, and everyone has to abide by those. Not just a portion of the country, everyone has to abide. Not depending upon what political party you're in, everyone has to abide by those laws. And then the people that are enforcing those laws are supposed to go out there and enforce those laws equally across everyone. They're, they're to be blind in the way they apply those and they're to apply them to cr criminal activity. So it's supposed to start with criminal activity coming to the government's attention um, and then them pursuing the individuals that are involved in that crime. It's not, hey, I got this individual and I'm gonna go out and try to find what crimes they have committed. What we see with the, uh, the Trump prosecutions currently, it's the We've got Donald Trump out there. Let's see how many claims we can make against them. 
uh, and it is politics by uh, litigation. That's what's taking place uh, as a result of that. We also saw that um, play out this double, uh, double standard, this rule of men as opposed to rule of law in the areas of like January 6th. So we had rioters in Portland and Minneapolis and you know all of those people burning buildings and attacking uh, federal police officers at courthouses across the United States. And those people for the most part were not prosecuted. They were not pursued. Uh, they didn't go out there and try to find phone records and see who was in that area and, and then go f search for those people, et cetera, and see if they had been involved in it. None of that occurred with those uh, people that were liberal progressives at their protesting. But when January 6th rolled around and conservatives were protesting, now suddenly it was like bring to bear all the forces of the federal government to track these people down to incarcerate these people, to give them the maximum sentences, uh, to do as much damage to them as possible because they didn't like their political views. That is the rule of men and not the rule of law. That right. undermines uh, the concepts that we have in the Constitution and the protections that we have. That is designed to take away the freedoms of people uh, who are less powerful uh, in the United States. That is a two-tiered justice system. We see that today all too frequently. Um, I just read the story today about Nancy Pelosi's son, who was, this is the seventh time he's been implicated in federal um, crimes. He's been implicated in seven of them. The most recent one, he's described in the documents filed with the court as someone who has bribed a public official to take some action in San Francisco. Yet other people were indicted. They're now, they've been convicted. They're now being sentenced. And he has never once in all those seven times he's been in, implicated in criminal activity, has he ever been even indicted? That's because he is the son of Nancy Pelosi. So if you're a son of a high Democrat, liberal progressive, especially out of California, you're not going to get prosecuted if you're, you know, Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or um, Jim Biden, that's Joe's brother, or any of the other Biden crime family. You can get away with pretty much anything and you're not going to get indicted. You're not going to get charged. You're not going to get convicted of anything. Um, and that's because we have a two tiered justice system. You know, we have Merrick Garland going into Congress and lying. We had uh, John Brennan and uh, James Clapper both go into Congress and lie and never ever have they been accused of having lied to Congress or been prosecuted in any way, shape or form. You have Peter Navarro who refuses to go and, and give testimony. Uh, you have uh, Bannon who also refuses to to go in and testify against the president in front of Congress, and what happens? They refuse to abide by subpoenas, boom. They get prosecuted, they get convicted, they go to prison. Um, double, uh, you know, double standard there when it comes to justice. When you undermine the justice system continually like this, you create a couple of problems. First of all, you're taking away freedoms from people uh, in an inappropriate fashion. fashion. You're taking away their power. They can, you know, they have no control 
uh, over this two-tiered justice system. They're not getting treated equally. And eventually you get to the point where people revolt. I mean, that's the, the, the real problem here is that the longer this type of, of standard, you know, this double standard exists out there, it's just going to get to the point where it boils over and it causes all kinds of problems. So it's it's got to stop. It's taking away the freedom from, you know, different groups of people. And this group is a group, the Democrats I'm speaking of in leadership now, as I've mentioned before, they're the type that will burn the nation down if they have to, to rule over the ashes as long as they attempt at least to get their way. And that's what's we're, And that's what they're doing. And we have to wake up America because I truly believe that the elections this year in 2024 are highly probable to be the last chance we have in turning this nation back around and getting these things corrected. And we talk about downsizing the federal government. We've got to get it back to the states, local communities, and you, the American citizen. We're not statists, but we know if we don't dilute the power that is in Washington, it will lead to the destruction of the United States of America because the heart of mankind is naturally evil and they're given to the seduction of the power of money, power and control, but to keep it, they need the votes. And that's why they prostitute themselves to anything and everything so they can stay in control. And that's what's happened to the Democrat party. It has happened in some forms to the Republican Party, but it's still salvageable. The Republican Party, per se, is not the godsend. It's just the best party we have now with a chance of taking back Washington, with hopefully electing the right people in that party to do the right things to get this nation back on track. That's why you need to become involved in who is representing you in your community, in your state, in Washington, D.C. That is why you need to run for election. That's why you need to be on school boards and on township councils and state legislatures. You have to get involved. We have to start right now. When we talk about Donald Trump, we know he is not a saint. And a lot of Christians have a problem with that. A lot of independents have a problem with that. But I'm here to tell you that as it stands right now, the Republican Party and Donald Trump, according to his track record, is the best chance we have in getting America turned around. We need somebody that will go into office that will crack the whip and start cleaning house. And Cliff, if we don't do that in 2024, I think we are really going to slide down the hill quickly to the destruction of the United States of America. And I don't want to be a doomsayer. I'm just telling you truth. I believe eventually, somewhere down the road, and I hope it's not for hundreds of years from now, if we can get this country turned around, I hope this doesn't happen for a long time from now, but I think they will get power and they will destroy this country. They're doing it on our borders by letting all these illegal entries. It's obvious. Everybody knows it. But they have time and time again, since Biden has taken office, denied that our border is porous and that illegals are just pouring into this country. It's common sense. It's truth. You could see it on YouTube. You can see it all over 
the conservative media showing you the pictures of what's going on on the border. And it is diluting this country. It is diluting our culture. It's diluting our patriotism. And if it is not stopped and corrected, we're in big trouble. We have talked about what we need to do. We said that we have to deport those people that are here illegally. We've talked about term limits, and I know a lot of people aren't for term limits because they feel if we get somebody in there we like, we want to keep them there. I understand that. But yet, we have to have people that go to Washington that have to come back and live with what they put on the American people. We talked about senators uh, repealing the 17th Amendment that states appoint senators because that way it gives the states greater control and voice in what's going on in Washington it dilutes the powers of Congress because now the states have the original say that they were supposed to have. The people of America have a say through their House of Representatives. Then we have the president. Then we have a Senate that's in place because of the states. We have a better chance of pulling that power, diluting that power out of Washington and bringing it all the way back to you, the American citizen. And we have left the covenant of the Constitution. And we are going by the wayside because Congress has delegated themselves to bureaucracies. They're not making law. We have a Supreme Court that is making law that is supposed to interpret law. And we have pork and earmarks and all these bills of millions and trillions of dollars going to the wrong place that it's intended to go because of all these things that are piled on for Ukraine, for Israel, for the border. They put on all these other pork things. And that's why we get stagnation in Washington, D.C., instead of just voting on things that need to be voted on. Let's pass a bill to fund to secure our border. Let's pass what we need to pass to supply Israel with what they need and Ukraine with what they need. Let's stop all this Mickey Mouse games and shenanigans going on in Washington, D.C., or we are going to lose the United States of America. You know, it's it's funny that, uh, you know, we're letting all of these people come across the southern border without identification, without being identified uh, on some specious basis that they're requesting asylum. And we're giving them court dates, releasing them into the United States, never to see them again. And uh, if you or I tried to even get on a plane, we would have to have ID. We have to go through a metal detector. I mean, we're, we're given the... the uh, you know, the third degree before you can get on an airplane that just travels within the United States. But, you know, we're opening the border and let millions of people in without even checking to see who they are. So, you know, the, the uh, you know, the Biden administration put up this recent uh, reform bill when it comes to immigration. It's all smoke and mirrors, people. Uh, first of all, it, it's dead on arrival in the House. It's already failed in the Senate. Here's the deal. There's no need for a new immigration bill. We have all the tools in current law. It just needs to be enforced. There has to be the will to enforce it. Unfortunately, uh, the Biden administration and the liberal progressives have decided that they would much rather have new voters come across the southern border, people that they can turn into citizens as quickly as possible and hopefully get them to vote Democrat. That's what they're looking for because they can see that they're otherwise not going to be able to hold onto power. And unfortunately, that's to the detriment of all Americans. 
both Democrats and Republicans. Don't let that happen. Shut the borders down. Put in a president who's going to take care of that. Deport the people who are here illegally and uh, get the legal immigration system set up in a way that we get the, uh, the appropriate number of people coming into the country legally. We don't need more welfare recipients. We don't need more people who are going to uh, take from the treasury. We need people who are gonna be productive citizens and give into the, uh, the treasury of the United States. And as Jeff said, you know, all of this, this stuff that's being passed in, in uh, Congress, um, a lot of it would not make it through the United States Senate if senators were appointed by the state legislatures as was originally set forth in the United States Constitution. There was a reason, you know, there, there is not a single word in the Constitution that is not there for a reason. We're not a democracy, we are a republic, and the, the power that was at the federal government was supposed to be divided up in a way that, um, you know, that, that was protective of the rights of the American citizens and was, uh, you know, intended to function appropriately uh, to benefit those citizens. When you tinker with the structure of the, uh, the Constitution and the structure of the federal government, you get away from those protections that were put into that uh, back in, in, the, uh, in the founding of this country. And we need to get back to those. We need to you know, undo those bad things that have occurred in, in the United States Constitution. And uh, we need to do that. And the only way we're gonna be able to do that uh, is to vote liberal progressives out of office. And that after we've done that, weed out the, uh, the Republicans that are uh, as bad as the liberal progressives in wanting to make the federal government larger and let's get back to having government function for the people the way it's supposed to. And part of those that we need to get rid of are people like Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney, traitors to the American people, and that are holding up real progress, that are holding up real justice, that are holding up the representation of we the people. And that's who we need in Washington. People that are there not for self, that are not there for their glory or edification or financial gain, but people that go there with the true intent in their heart to do the best they can to represent we the people, to be sacrificial servants in doing what is right, swimming upstream, doing the hard things to turn this nation around. And Cliff, it's got to happen or start at least in 2024 or we're in some big trouble. We need a new American revolution. And I'm not talking about taking arms and weapons and starting a military fight. I'm talking about people going to the voting booth and voting in the right people to lead us and holding them accountable. And then the ones that do get elected and go to Washington, holding the others there that aren't doing what is right and true for the American people accountable. We've got to make a stand. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It will not be easy or popular to deport people. Jimmy Carter, a Democrat, did it during his tenure. It has to be done, and people have to be told 
We want you to be immigrants to the United States of America, but you have to do it according to, as Cliff said, by the laws that are already on the books. Then we will see change. Then we will see prosperity come back to America. Then we will grow and this conflict and chaos will be subdued. But ladies and gentlemen, it's more than that. It's going back to that covenant and it's going back to the precepts and principles as a Judeo-Christian nation found on God's holy word. Whether you believe or not, we have to. If we want to live as a moral, free, and just society, it must be done. And I'm not talking about being radical. I'm just doing what is common sense, what is truth. And ladies and gentlemen, if we don't do that, we will fall. And in addition to that, we need to pray and seek God because without God, this nation will no longer be blessed. In fact, he may have already taken his hand off of this nation, just like he did Israel when the Assyrians came and when the Babylonians came. They broke their covenant with him. We are not only breaking the covenant of this land, we are breaking our covenant in serving God and seeking God. And if we don't turn, we will fail. Because God does not need America in his plan. But America could not exist and continue to grow and continue to be prosperous and continue to be a light in this world unless we seek God. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but we're going to talk more in the next two weeks to come about that freedom and how we get there and where we need to stand. Again, it comes to us being alive and paying attention to what's going on in this country, not to sit back and not be complacent, but to be involved. And that's what Cliff and I are trying to do here each week. And that's why we appreciate you so much sharing this podcast with your family and friends. We don't charge. We don't do advertising. We pay the bill for this podcast to come to you because we believe in America. We love the America we grew up in, and we want that for our children, our grandchildren, and generations to come. But we can't do it if we don't make a stand now and get back to doing the right thing. Donald Trump and the Republican Party whether you like it or not, is one of our only chances right now under the system that we operate in getting the United States of America back on right footing. So again, I stress, pray for America. And we need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.